Now I understand to the viewer at home that there might be a bit of a disconnection. Maybe you feel disjointed with me because I, as a powerful, supreme athlete in the prime of his career, at the top of his game, cannot relate to you at home. But that is where you are wrong. Do you think I do not sweat? Do you think I don't put my pants on the same way you do? I assure you, I cannot walk on water. And I understand that as you look at me, it may be hard to fathom, but I am no God. I am a man, a man who has come into possession with a very, very special piece. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Roar Report. You are back with your pals, Johnny and Cyrus. It's a big weekend, big fight feel. Big weekend. Uh, double or nothing, too. I guess this is their uh, AEW's WrestleMania, I guess? Uh, yeah, uh, Mania or SummerSlam is one of their big shows. <laughs> yeah, because if you think of it, uh, like if you look at the card last year, uh, you had that Battle Royal, which Hangman Page won. You had mm-hmm. um, Chris Jericho beating Kenny Omega. That was to fight Adam Page. Then you had Cody and Dustin. Of course, you know, the blood match is, I would say. Uh, and then you had the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers for that for the uh, AAA tag team titles uh you had Britt baker nyla rose kylie ray and awesome kong kylie ray she was there and also kong two of the participants in that match are no longer in AEW. uh then you had a karashita riho and rio versus asia kong aja kong emi sakura and uh, yuka sakazaki mm-hmm. so a lot has changed uh, just the landscape is certainly different, and it's actually not. Uh, most of that is not due to COVID. Yeah, a lot of uh, moving and shaking. I would say a lot of uh, roster mm-hmm. moves. A lot of people going back. Riho, uh, obviously back in Japan doing more stardom stuff. I uh, can't get back over here because of the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. People like uh, Awesome Kong, unfortunately, due to injury, can't wrestle anymore. Can't do that. Uh, but most of the cards are still the same. Uh, some people were, yeah, mm-hmm. people were still here. MJF is still in the mix. Uh, you know, um, it's funny because you have Kip Saban and Sammy Guevara. If you would have watched that match like beforehand, you wouldn't think that Sammy Guevara would be where he is now, but he's one of their top players. Uh, yeah, which is uh, insane. And now they're actually, uh, they're really trying to make moves with Kip Saban now, uh, getting him more involved. Which is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Strong hearts where, you know, even before, <laughs> even before COVID, where where were they? Uh, SoCal Uncensored is still here. So the moving, I mean, the moving pieces uh, are still around for the most part. But before we get into our big predictions for this weekend, we also have to get, we have to get into in the trenches. Um, mm-hmm. Cody had a conference call today about uh, the upcoming uh, Saturday night. Stravaganza. Uh, I'm not sure if there is also a Veruz battle. I don't think that. I think that may be next week. Uh, I think Jagged Edge and uh, 112 is one, and then there's Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. But <laughs> that might be Memorial Day weekend. So apologize if I'm mm-hmm. that. But a couple things he said on the conference call. 
the Double or Nothing 2 card, 90% of that was sent pre-pandemic. Uh, and then, like, he credits uh, Tony Khan for all that. The TNT title <clears throat> will not be part of the rankings. It'll be something separate. Uh, um, throw the rank, throw, throw the ranking shit in the trash, man. <laughs> the, uh, I I hate it so much. Just get rid of it, man. I just yeah, it won't be a part of the rankings. It will kind of be its own thing. Uh, I mean, he so he basically calls like the TNT title. He wants it to be different, right? He he doesn't want it to be looked at as a mid card belt. That's kind of mm-hmm. tough. But now it does. That's what we were. Well, that's tough because that's what we were calling for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For a mid card belt, and because some guys like Darby Allen and even Cody, because if you look at the rankings, Cody is like nine and one right now for according to the world champion title. Uh, but obviously he can't challenge for it because you know he did that match where like he lost, he can never challenge for it again. Yeah. Uh, then you have Lance Archer five and zero, Brody Lee five and zero. Even though Brody Lee and then have been fighting, uh, you know, lack of a better terms, jobbers to get that five and zero. Then you got Kenny Omega at four and zero, and then you have Darby Allen at, at holding down the five spot at six and three. So it's just like it's like some BCS rankings where like I don't know if you know the weight of the wins matter. Uh, anything like yeah. That. Uh... I, th- I think we we definitely had that discussion before uh, in 2019, probably like around December, where it's just like we see people getting title shots with like the quality of the win rather than, you know, accumulating a lot of wins. Uh, I think uh, we had this discussion around Amy Sakura. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. And it still doesn't make sense to this day. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I get the women's rankings because Hikaru Shida, I mean, Star just rising nine and one. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's got to get title right, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, best friends, presumably they would be next up uh, at seven and three. But then again, right under them, Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Where the hell have they been? <laughs> like we haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> they took they took uh, Evil Uno's and uh, Stu Grayson's thing, and they said. Man, give me that shit. Here, Brody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, since Brody came, Eva Uno and Stu Grayson have been, I don't even know what what they've been doing. Like, they haven't been uh, doing anything. And I think that yeah. he's starting to get cool with Evil Uno. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, when we get to the Brody Lee promo, uh, we, I'm going to have a hearty laugh, because I think he definitely sent shots their way. Ah, man. Uh, he also, uh, he listed MJF, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Karashita, Darby Allen, and Wardlow as their future breakout main eventers. Um, they it seems also, so. They also talked about uh, a lot about uh, COVID testing and the fact that they test offsite, I believe, uh, before they even get into the building because like safety is first. And for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future, they um, predict that they are going to be doing their tapings at the same place at, uh, or live things at the same place at the compound in Florida. Uh, and then they'll just kind of wait it out, just like every other like wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. No backlash for that, though. But uh, yeah, uh, if they could keep uh, if they could keep it going uh, and keep it going, I, I do like this new arena compared to uh, 
wherever they were recording at uh, in Georgia, I believe. Yeah, I, I I like it too. Like it actually feels like an arena. The Georgia yeah. game felt like some backyard wrestling thing with like some more more money behind it. Yeah, the, it, it definitely felt like there was wrestling in a barn. <laughs> And they just made, uh, you know, they painted the bar, uh, the inside of the barn all black, and then just said, "Let's let's rock." Before we get into our predictions, I'm actually going to throw a couple of scenarios out there because some people have talked to me about them. I don't think this is going to happen, but um, mm-hmm. two possible uh, arrivals, let's just say. Uh, somebody mentioned Drew Gulak to me, and I promptly said to them, "No chance in hell." Uh, I don't think that he really fits. He would fit here. Um, Definitely don't. I, I I don't think that they need to shoehorn another uh, singles competitor like that when they're trying to get over their new ones that they just signed on this pay-per-view. It would just be like debuting somebody just for the sake of debuting somebody. It'd be like WCW 2000 where like one, you know, one week Bam Bam Bigelow shows up. Holy shit. And then like... <laughs> Mike Awesome comes too. It's like cool. All right, what are you gonna do with all these guys? Uh, I don't think Drew Gulak is going over. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> also, the other names that I heard, uh, surprise, surprise, the Revolt, uh, f- formerly known as the Revival. I think there's um, a greater chance here for that to happen, even though I don't uh, really sure. care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, know who uh, I know. I know. You I know. yeah. I just think since like the tag team like title pitcher has been like virtually like non-existent, especially like with Hangman Page being absent for a little bit. So it's just like I'm not really trying to see uh, them just linger around and then you know do all that other shit. Plus, they gotta they gotta get some people over, man. Private party. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, again. And, yeah, they were over as shit when they beat the Bucks, and then they didn't even capitalize on that. They brought Santana and Ortiz. That was a really big deal at their first show, and now they're just bodies. Uh, SCU, you know, they're virtually nothing now. Uh, the best friends they're around. Uh, I think uh, Orange Cassidy is really keeping them afloat. Uh, Strong Hearts not existent. Uh, Dark Order, uh, Stu Grayson, and uh, Evil Uno, not existent. So it's just like, do I really want the revival to just be bumbling around and then hear people be like, oh man, they need a title shot. Like, work what you already have, you know, and then build that up instead of just keeping keep getting these ex-WWE dudes. I think they'll eventually go there. Although, I'm going to throw this at you, I think they should go to NWA. I think them and Rusev yeah. NWA. I, I think that they... Oh yeah, that was, that was always a... That's always should have been that. They should, they would fit perfect there. It'd be like we are. Jim Cornette been saying that shit forever. <laughs> yeah, been been saying been saying that shit forever. Like them going to AEW, I think that's uh like, you know, if they're gonna pass you, if they're if they're gonna get if they're gonna give you the bag, perfect. But I don't think you're gonna get that proper representation that you you know you weren't particularly getting in the E. But uh, it's whatever. Bro, their second-ranked team in the rankings has not even been on a show, I don't think, in two months. Like, <laughs> like when Brody Lee showed up, they're, like, banished. See, mm-hmm. you know, they got to figure that out. They, they got to figure 
this whole tag team rankings out. I, I said, and, and we've said this in previous shows, bring up Private Party, man. <laughs> they, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if Kenny yeah. and Hangman, if, if they want to really like put over new talent, um, start, start a war Private Party and have them win. They're ready. Mm-hmm. Fans love them. You know, like even Jurassic Express, like with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, they're in the five slot. Yeah, uh, honestly, this whole I, I just think like uh, Kenny and Hangman Page getting the tag titles. Like, uh, I really feel like that was just like to get uh, Hangman Page over, and it worked, and I liked it a lot. But like now, it's just like the 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 cracks are showing, especially like with them getting Hangman Page over, and then he disappears. And I know that's due to COVID, but like you know, it, it's still like it's still an issue. It was like Kenny. It was like Kenny and friends for a while. Kenny and Matt mm-hmm. Hardy, uh, Kenny and Michael Nakazawa. Like, yeah, like I, I would like to, I would like the exist like the involvement of the elite to like lessen. But I know due to COVID, uh, you know they're gonna be around a lot more. Same with uh, the inner circle. Like I don't want, I don't particularly want to see them either, especially since uh, the only the only people that really get over is Sammy Guevara. All right, man. Let's get to our predictions, man. Yeah. Big show, big show feel. I guess, like you said, like this is their WrestleMania. All right. So we got the buy-in pre-show. Private Party versus Best Friends. Who do you got? Uh, Private Party. I don't like the Best Friends. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Private Party too. It just kind of goes off of what we were just saying. It's time to it's time mm-hmm. to elevate them. Like they were the green, like the. I guess, like, the young team for so long. Yeah. I mean, like, if you want to, like, elevate young guys like Darby and Sammy, go with the youth movement. This is your chance. And have the party (laughs) win. Yeah, definitely. MJF and Jungle Boy. This was the most random thrown-together match. Yeah. Real answer? I don't give a shit who wins, but uh, MJF. (laughs) Oh, man. MJF kind of like feuding with Jurassic Nothing match. Feuding with Jurassic Express is so random. But I know you you got to have mm-hmm. MJF do something. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with MJF as well even though I would hate for Jungle Boy to lose, but you know I just I just don't see anything in Jungle Boy's future, honestly. Really? I really don't. Uh, I don't see him coming. Uh, I see him like, you know, probably whoever wins the uh the TNT title, like he probably gets like a, a championship match just to like fulfill that obligation. Like when uh, he faced off against Chris Jericho, like I don't really see them uh, doing anything with uh, Jungle Boy. Really, do you think that a he should move on, or they should focus on the tag titles with uh, Luchasaurus? They definitely should be focusing on the tag titles, but uh, if they wanted to extend this, I do see like MGF and Warlow versus uh, Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus. If they wanted to extend that, uh, extend this feud, or like you know just keep that going, uh, but not man. Uh, I, I really don't see like any like tag team gold in his future or anything like that. I just see like a lot of uh, you know he's gonna get title match opportunities and try to make him shine, but like you know he doesn't really. Uh, Come through. Damn, Jungle Boy stuck in the jungle. Uh, yeah. Next match, Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears. <laughs> I can't even call him 10 guy because now... Um, they got 10. <laughs> because Dark Order has a 10 guy. 
still his name is literally yeah um I honestly like I don't see what they're gonna do like I don't I don't see where this story is heading like I I don't know like what they're doing here so confused I get that like I'm like okay Sean Spears is egging on Cody because they have previous history but he's going Mm -hmm. Dustin because of it like what and then, like, Dustin get beat up by Lance Archer, but, like, is he aligning himself with Lance Archer? I don't get what he, like, I don't get the play here. I, I'm just like, okay, so, Dustin wins, what's the plan going forward? I can't visualize that. And then it's just like, okay, what happens with, uh, when Sean Spears wins? I... Mm. It's a, is is he going to go after Cody for the uh, the TNT title? Because I do see Lance Archer taking it. We'll get to oh, that. We'll or, yeah, sorry, we'll early prediction. Because I have <laughs> no, well, I have a theory about that. We'll get to that in, in a second. Britt Baker versus Chris, Stat, Chris Statlander. Now this match is going to get altered because unfortunately on Dynamite, uh, Britt hurt her leg pretty bad, and uh, the initial reports she got an MRI. It's, it's suspected that she tore ACL which sucks for them. Mm-hmm. It sucks for her because she was doing so well and had so much momentum as a heel. And now, like, a torn ACL. Like, I know Tegan's come back from it. Dakota's come back from it. That's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with how modern medicine is, it's fine. But, like, that's eight, nine months on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Taking a lot of the momentum uh, that she had uh, going forward. Like, who's going to – okay, so who's going to – I'm thinking about it. Who's going to step up in Britt's place? She's one of their best – she's one of their best heels, man or woman. Mm-hmm. Who's going to step up? Like, I say Penelope Ford, but I don't see her taking it. But, like, you know, really living up to that because I don't think her and uh, Kip Saban's, like, gimmick or, you know, their forms of getting heat is particularly good or interesting. Super bad. Yeah, yawn. So we're going to scratch that match. I'm assuming Chris Statlander is going to fight somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably Penelope Ford. Probably, yeah, probably Penelope, I think. Stadium Stampede match. The Inner Circle versus the Elite. Now, the Stadium Stampede match is just a wrestling ring on the 50-yard line, and you could pin every somebody uh, anywhere, basically. So it's a false count anywhere on a football field. <laughs> we basically, we basically just a- saw this... In smaller form, two weeks ago. Yeah, and then we saw a little bit of it this week, um, where somebody else got hurt. Matt Jackson gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care who wins. <laughs> you got. You got to pick a winner. Got to pick somebody. Inner circle. Inner circle. I'm gonna go with the elite. The elite need. They need a big win. I just feel like they feel like losers. Yeah, uh, the inner circle feels like losers. Uh, I think uh, after Kenny and uh, Matt Hardy lost the street fight, they certainly uh, look like losers now. But then, like, you have Santana Ortiz, who are losers, and then you have Sammy Guevara, who's also a loser, and then you have Chris Jericho, who is also a loser, and then Jake Hager, who also lost to Moxley, so he's a loser, and... And it's just like, this is just a battle of a whole bunch of chumps. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, somebody's got to win here. I think 
if they don't do the whole hangman thing where he like breaks off from the elite, not really sure what Matt Hardy's going to do. Apparently he's, he's not a part of the elite. He's just kind of de facto, um, <laughs> a body. He's a body, <laughs> but, um, I'm I'm gonna go with the elite reluctantly. I'm gonna go with the elite. I'm I'm reluctantly gonna go with the inner circle because uh, I don't see I don't like honestly like flip a coin and see who wins because I don't really see like anything happening in either of these like like I can't like think of like what's the next route that they can go with here. So it's just like it's whatever because they're in all groups. So it's just like, yeah. All right. So what can what can Santana and Ortiz do? What can um, where does Sammy Guevara go after this? What does Chris yeah, Jericho yeah. do? Like, do they just keep this thing going? Because we still never got the uh, the War Games match. It's just like, what does Chris Jericho do? Because if he's not going after the you know the main title, then he's just he's bumbling around. He's fighting Pineapple Pete and uh, beating up uh, drones. You know, I don't know. Uh, casino ladder match. We got Darby Allen. We got Colt Cabana. Orange Cassidy, hopefully Ray Phoenix. I think he, at last what I was reading, he's going to be good to go. Scorpio Sky, Kip Saban, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and a mystery guy. Who do you think the mystery guy is going to be? Uh, I'm thinking about who who's been uh, who's been released <laughs> recently from the WWE. Um, Drake Maverick, no, I'm joking. Fucking No Way Jose, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. If if No Way Jose comes down to the ring in a conga line. I'm with it. <laughs> well, there's our mystery competitor. No way. No way. No way. Jose. <laughs> I'm with it, bro. All right. No, no Way Jose is my shit. I'm going to go with friend of the show, Deathmatch legend, Luther. Oh, yawn. <laughs> I'm going to go with Luther. Yeah. Luther. Uh, or. But as far as. Oh, go ahead. If you want to go ladder match. Go ladder match. You got to go with the ladder match uh, veteran EC3. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, this guy has been uh, in a ladder match. He's been in one. I forgot he existed. I don't want to think about EC3, bro. I mean, there, there's possibilities. You could have um, maybe Leo Rush, uh, even though I don't think that he even wants to wrestle. No, he's, he's yeah, he's, he's done wrestling. <laughs> he's um, done dancing. <laughs> maybe Mike Pence, uh, Maybe Zack Ryder. Mm, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Zack Ryder seems more possible, but I'm still going no way, Jose. <laughs> Uh, as far as a winner for this match, uh, I'm going to go with Kip Saban. I'm going to go with Darby Allen would be the obvious pick. I'm going to go with Orange yeah. Cassidy. <laughs> I would love to see it, honestly. I really would, but uh, that's not my prediction, though. But I'd love to see it. <laughs> All right. We're moving to our big three. Cody versus Lance Archer for the TNT Championship. Remember... This is going to be presented by none other than Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson is going to be ringside, uh, maybe. Uh, and then whoever, if Lance Archer gets the opportunity to get his hands on Mike Tyson, he will. Uh, 
I don't know if Lance Archer has watched his uh, recent videos, but I don't think he really <laughs> wants those problems. I, I don't like this episode. Of, uh, this episode of Dynamite, they're like. They're like saying like whoever wins this TNT championship can have a match against Mike Tyson, and that's very weird. <laughs> there's a lot of but, stuff. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff on this dynamite that we'll get into that they're building to matches that can't possibly happen. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Lance Archer. I don't give a shit about Cody. <laughs> okay. If Cody loses yet another big time match, is he just going to be like a loser that can't find the way to? He he's going to be he he's going to like people always say that Triple H should have really put uh should have put a lot of people over, and now Cody is in that Triple H position. He's going to put a fuck ton of dudes over, and that's nice and all, but stop putting yourself in these situations and just let them rock. All right, so why didn't it... My question that, why didn't you do that to Darby then? You beat Darby twice. Yeah, right? Brought out that golden shovel for uh, Darby Allen multiple times. Uh, for Sean Spears, too. So, I'm I don't know, with, man. I'm going to go with Cody, man. Because like yeah. I just can't see him passing up an opportunity to be the first TNT championship. He did that with the AEW championship. I don't see it here. Even though... Because I don't think Brody will get to Brody Lee in second. I don't think that he wins. You gotta have um, your one of your big attractions win. You you can't have them both lose. Then why the hell did you bring them over for? So like, <laughs> I'm gonna reluctantly choose Cody, but I see your point. Picking Lance Archer, I, I see it. I, I see the vision. I I don't like. Where does Lance Archer go if he loses to the main title? Like that don't make no damn sense. Yeah, him and Moxley, because, like, if Moxley, if he's going to beat Brody Lee, then where the hell does Brody Lee go? Yeah. So, it's just like, what happens here? There's a lot of question marks with these two matches. Like, um, I don't, you know, let's let's just get to the other match before we get to the mm-hmm. women's match. John Moxley versus Brody Lee. I want Brody Lee. Because there is a lot of upside to the Dark Order having the main title. I am also going to agree with you there. And I want Brody Lee to win also. Because if Moxley beats Brody Lee, that kind of... Then where does the Dark Order go from there? Like, Yeah. Especially if Stu Grayson and uh, Eva Luna aren't there to capture the tag titles. Yeah, you might as well put them on a, a missing bulletin board thing and, and try to find where they are. But uh, I don't like you can have Brody Lee win and then have John Moxley chase. He's their number one babyface. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like him winning kind of got the point across. I don't know if AEW is really going to go for like this whole like long title reigns. But if you're getting a guy like Brody Lee, you sign him and try to make him a big deal. And have both him. And this Lance, is your chance. Yeah, him and Lance Archer lose the same night. It's spooky mm-hmm. for their heels. Like now, all the baby yeah. faces win. Like what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, you uh, think like uh, Arn Anderson's promo where he talks about Cody being a leader, so he has to win. That can also apply to Brody Lee. He needs this win 
for his disciples to like be like, oh yeah, you 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 the shit, like you really are that guy, you know. So it's just like I, I really feel like he needs to win. He loses the Moxley. They're gonna be like, who the hell, really? You just lost. Yeah. I'm gonna you lose him. faith when you lose. <laughs> I'm gonna also go with Brody Lee. Last match: Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. Um, this is hard because I do like Nyla Rose a lot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Nyla Rose. You can't. Unfortunately, I, I love Hikaru Shida. Like she's. I just don't see wrestler. it. I just don't see her. I just don't see. If you want to build Nyla Rose to be a monster, you know what I mean, like, and her to be kind of like do roughshod over the women's division, I don't see her losing yet. I just don't see it. Yeah, do that. If if I want one person to have a long title reign, I definitely want it to be Nyla Rose. We are going awfully heel heavy. <laughs> I mean, like, but you know, what? like they put themselves in this position. Yeah, especially with like the divisions being very uh, spread very thin, you know. And it's just like okay, so Hikaru Shida wins, and then the you get the biggest heel is now out for six to nine months. I think Britt Baker is a way bigger heel than uh you know, or like much more popular than Nyla Rose is. Yes. But then like you lose your biggest heel, like you lost your biggest heel, and then you you lost like Nyla Rose's loss, and you know now she has to rack up wins again. You're not gonna have uh, Statlander fight for it. Um, Penelope Ford still has to, you know, get uh, rack up some wins and stuff like that. So I just really see Nyla Rose taking it, and then Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander could just really keep like going and building momentum, especially since they've been on the shows a lot more now. Uh, so they might as well just keep it rocking. Yeah. <clears throat> oh man, it's gonna be this is gonna be an interesting double or nothing too because. Are you gonna up, you know, like uplift your your acquisitions? Or are you just gonna lose them and then just have your like uh, your heel guys in shambles? Let's see. Let's see yeah. How, let's, let's see how they do booking wise. Let's let's see how they. Do yeah, it. it's it it's weird. I won't I won't blame them for it, but it is weird. Uh, you know, really picking winners and going very heel heavy. But I just think uh, there's more upside to. Uh, having people chase i guess i don't know that's probably a real old school mentality but i do see uh i do see a lot of people getting more uh more involved with the chase rather than like having a heel bother somebody week to week and then eventually getting the match yeah and i mean double or nothing too obviously we're going to talk about it next week uh Mm -hmm. saturday night i mean i guess you know people are sitting at home social distance get back and we'll watch it let's talk a little bit about aw dynamite and what you were alluding to with that jake the snake uh, and uh, arn anderson promo i was okay going back to what i was saying some of the show was building up to stuff that was never gonna happen and so it was building up to arn and i felt in this promo they were building arn anderson versus jake the snake roberts and i'm like yeah this the, would be great in the and 90s that- yeah, and then uh, they're like built like they keep mentioning that Mike Tyson's going to be there, and then it feels like whoever wins the TNT title is eventually going to have a match against Mike Tyson as well. So it's just like, what's going on here? Like a lot of the messages were like, I don't know, like they kept talking about themselves, and it's just like you guys aren't active competitors, you know? 
Yeah, like, Arn Anderson doing a spine buster on Jake the Snake Roberts is going to be... Like, like, why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? Like, you're not an active competitor. Stop saying that. Saying that Jake the Snake is doing DDP yoga because he wants him to be limber. Um, Jake the Snake... Are you getting limber for a match? Like, what's going on? Jake the Snake making passes at Brandon again. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, there was good stuff there, you know, with Jake, with, you said, like, Cody having to win this so he could be a leader because, you know, he's not Dusty's son. He's not Dustin's brother. He needs to stand on his own, mm-hmm. team, which is cool. Uh, but like I said, like, I'm like, all right, like, are we getting Jake versus Arn? Like, is this happening? Yeah, that uh, that was like the weird, the weird parts of the promo. And then like, I, I thought they kind of like strayed away from it for a bit. And then they have like a face off between them and very like, uh, WWE uh, contract signing fashion. So it's just like, what are you guys doing? Very weird to have a go-home show with the two main competitors not there. Mm-hmm. And, like, people are and then having these two old guys uh, talk for them and make it seem like they're going to fight in their place. Phoenix and Orange Cassidy. Phoenix getting on the top. Nobody catching him. What the fuck? Uh, he does a dive... Does it spin all the way and then just like lands on like his fucking shoulder blades and yeah and nobody caught him and then Orange Cassidy does a dive and gets way more air than him and then successfully does. Orange Cassidy looked like Michael Jordan on that. Dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Phoenix looked like a fool when he did that shit. This was, um, this was an the match was good until Kip Saban came out. Yeah, this was. A weird episode because I called it the body bag episode because it seemed like a lot of people got hurt. Yet, uh, Britt get hurt, unfortunately. Phoenix was hurt. Like, you could tell he was hurt. And then, allegedly, mm-hmm. like, when the pull apart at the end of the episode, when Matt Hardy kind of, I mean, not Matt Hardy, Matt Jackson uh, did the dive at the end, he got hurt. He hurt his ribs. So it's like, Jesus, like, every, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is kind of like the practice run in, in like football, and you just have all these injuries before going into the big game. Uh, yeah, smart. I know they. I know they had to go hard, but like I'm like, yo, like dial it down a little bit. Yeah, uh, just an uh, just an unfortunate circumstance, really. Like mad people getting hurt uh, before the uh, before the show, especially when Orange Cassidy and Phoenix were really getting. Uh, you know, they were getting a lot of good reactions uh, for their match. Well, like on Twitter, like it's not like there. Well, there is a crowd out there for some reason. Um, but yeah, uh, it sucks that like they had a really good match and then it like literally ended uh, with Phoenix getting hurt in the end. Let's talk about that Brody Lee promo. How, how'd you feel? Bodied it. Loved it. That was a really, really good promo. I liked it a lot. <laughs> and. Hey, man, if you keep cutting promos like that, then what the fuck I need John Moxley for, man? <laughs> John Moxley can't cut either. Like, his promos has been, like, very, like, very improvised, you know, very, uh, you know, I just coming on, like, top of the dome. But I really like to, like, I think Brody Lee is really capturing this, like, this uh, evil leader kind of character. And he, he, he was spitting that shit on that promo. I liked, I liked my, Moxley's second promo that he cut. I, the way oh, that he cut okay. back. The first one after mm-hmm. the match. Not so great. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, not that great. But, like, yeah, the other one was good. Like, I, I think I agree with you that, you know, this is Brody Lee's press promo. I'm like, okay, this is what he can do. The other stuff mm-hmm. that he had, like, it was just like... The, the, the vignettes are just like, oh, whatever. But, like, here, he, he was in his bag. Yeah, now I feel like, okay, this guy can win. Uh, mm-hmm. Feel bad for 10, though. He, my man, uh, posture, <laughs> he was getting on him. He's a uh, he's a no face guy anyway. He'd be straight. Man said, get he got the plot armor. Man said, take a knee. No, no, take a knee. <laughs> take a relay like a real one, bro. Why are you leaning for? <laughs> so, um, let's just get right to it. How'd you feel about Matt, uh, our friend Matt Hardy, and Sammy Guevara? Uh, <laughs> why? Okay. That was a long, like, that was a long pause. I just don't think that, uh, <laughs> like, this feud, like, it shouldn't be between them. It should really be more Sammy Guevara and Kenny Omega. Like, have that match again. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it was great, so just do it again. Um, do, you feel, do you feel that, okay, so. I just, I, I just don't. Let me frame this question different. Do you feel that Matt Hardy is shoehorned into this? Yes, absolutely. 1,000%. Does it feel like Matt Hardy is forced? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what else is on this survey? <laughs> um, do you, going against these guys, do you feel that Matt Hardy clearly has lost a step? Oh, Ben lost a step. I I really think like him, him being put alongside the elite. I feel like that's instantly like putting him, like shoehorning him, or like really like forcing him upon us. Especially like, and that's even like before AEW. I always felt like that was the case for Bullet Club as well. Um, anybody that joins Bullet Club, you know, instantly all in your face. Uh, you you see that like with AJ Styles, uh, not that it was a bad thing, but you see that with AJ Styles. You see it with Kenta. You saw it with Adam Cole. Cody. You saw it with uh, Hangman Page. Cody uh, for that like two weeks when he was like wrestling's favorite child, uh, and then uh, Marty Scroll. You know, so like once you're like associated with the Elite or like Bullet Club, you're like really in it. And I feel like if Matt Hardy, you know, Matt Hardy's a legend. He doesn't really need to fall on these kids to like really get over. Or, you know, still be super popular, but, like, you know, here he is. My thing with Matt Hardy is they. I think they put him in this match to cover what he can't do in the ring. Because mm-hmm. you see, like, he's not himself. He can't be himself. Look at all the stuff that he's done to his body. So, like, them doing, like, this uh, stadium stampede match, you're going to be focusing more on the Young Bucks. You're going to be focusing more on Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, which is good because, like, it cover-ups what Matt can't do in the ring. Like, you saw that with him working against somebody against Sammy Guevara. Sammy had to wrestle at Matt's pace. And that's not good for mm-hmm. him. That's why the, the you know, like, this go-home match was okay, but it wasn't great. You know what I mean? Like, and I guess it kind of goes into the whole broken Matt thing, but my th- my line of thinking is, okay, when Matt, when they're done, when they're done with this whole feud, where the hell does Matt Hardy go? 
Does he feud with like the? And this is the and this is the exact same thing that happened in the WWE. They did the broken mat thing. They did the uh, the ultimate deletion with uh with Bray uh with Bray Wyatt, and then you know I think they kind of like. They extended the lifespan a little bit by uh, by letting him and uh, you know doing the deleter of worlds thing, but like then that's it. That is really as far as they could have taken it. But that's the thing. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you like? You not everybody you just get supernatural. Not everybody can like goof around like Jericho with the drone thing. Like, does he feud with Jericho mm-hmm. after that? Like, why? Yeah, I think uh. Oh, according to AEW verse, no, we haven't. So I think we're gonna see uh, we're we're gonna see the singles match between him and Jericho, and then I think once that happens, then we should really be having the conversation of where the hell he goes. Then I think that's gonna be the question of this whole pay per view: where the hell did most of these guys and ladies go after this? Mm-hmm. They are gonna really have to do some work to set up some storylines because it feels like a lot of like I had this problem with NXT before but now even more so in AEW a lot of guys are floating they have to make some mm-hmm. crucial decisions to uh, keep momentum going because you can't just yeah. have sign a bunch of guys and then presumably kind of get more guys and then just have them kind of like going around in circles and just being guys especially now that you're uh, introducing another title, can't have that. Can't have that. Now that yeah. you are back to doing live shows and you can kind of fly some more people out, now you got to get back to get back in your bag. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, me and Justin talked about it a little bit where people have intersecting storylines. Like everybody has beef with somebody. Like there's like a – it's like kind of like a web of like, you know, friendships and feuds that go on. But, like, still, like, you, the fact that you have that and we're still wondering where the hell are these people who are going to go next, I think that's still an issue. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like, uh, Britt had a little bit thing with Brandy, then she's kind of going after the title. Then and now she's done. Now she's done. So, now, you know, now that connecting thread is done. So now what does Brandy do? Fight Jake the Snake Rock? It, now what does, uh, now what does Chris Stantlander do? Like we said, we're probably going to have to fight the face of Penelope Ford. Because I don't know if you have another heel ready. And, but then what? You know, like, I don't think there's a lot of, like, thinking ahead going on here. And I know with the pandemic, though, like, they had to, they had, you know, obviously have to get people there. But, like, what are you going to do? Like, I, I'm not, like, not there. like, you, you, like, this pandemic has been going on for a very long time now. You know who I definitely think... To? Oh, go ahead. You know who they need to reach out to? Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah. Uh, she's in Orlando. I think she could uh, make a quick drive to Jacksonville. <laughs> they need to. They, they need... Now, this is where, like, in sports where you have a major injury and you, you just go pick up a free agent, if you can, mm-hmm. you got to pick up Deanna. Yeah, and I remember uh, a couple weeks ago, we uh, they're just like, uh, I said that, like, I don't really see, like, Deanna Perrazzo really standing out when Britt Baker is such an amazing character. 
And now that uh, Britt Baker is gone, you know, Donna Faraza could easily pick up her shoes, you know. Gotta, but, uh, gotta do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I'm just wondering where the hell they're going to go at the end of this uh, pay-per-view. Because uh, it's, uh, it's very weird to see. I have a lot of answers, and of course we'll be back next week to talk about that. Let's get quickly into NXT. Good. I thought this was a good show. Yeah, I thought there was a, a solid. I did have some problems with like, I'll I'll just jump into it. Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley, they were getting into their bag, and here comes Charlotte. It's another DP finish. Yeah. Um. I get. I guess it's uh, is this. It's just that they they protect the fuck out of EO. <laughs> and it's just like, if you want to protect these two people this much, like, you guys are wild. <laughs> Somebody, like, one of these two women have to lose. That's just, that's just, like, the end of it. So, whatever the fuck happens at, uh, at, uh, in your house... Somebody has to take a pinfall, and I do not think it's going to be Charlotte. I have a feeling it's going to be EO, man. I don't. Yeah, that's why. That that was my first thought when she won the triple threat. I was just like, "Oh, Rhea is just going to pin Charlotte, and then Charlotte's going to come back and be like, you didn't pin me, bitch.' And then you know we're going to get that rematch again. So it's just like now, like they're protecting EO to this point just to have her lose in another big match, you know. Yeah, in a just, uh, uh, in a much bigger match. Yeah, I'm just like, oh man, another DQ finish. Like, guys, we gotta have a definitive, definitive winner. Like, I know. Yeah. Charlotte, listen, Charlotte's been on three, each of the three shows. Like, she is everywhere. Okay. And I I don't see Charlotte losing because uh, when she was on SmackDown holding that belt, and it's just like, oh, you lost to an NXT person? What makes you think you can, like, you know, talk shit to Bailey or uh, Sasha or whatever, you know? So it's just like, it, it, it it's weird. Yeah, I couldn't really picture Charlotte going back to, like, either Raw or SmackDown with, like, the tail between her legs. Like, oh, I lost the title. And Bailey's like, okay, like, now I don't have to be here anymore. You know, like it, it's like because like where do you go with Charlotte after she loses the title now? So that means either Rhea or Eos taking the pin at, in in your house. And and it sucks that uh, it sucks that like my immediately uh, I immediately thought that it was going to be Eo like when I was watching the match. Move one of them up. Move one of them up. Definitely. It, it, Get, 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 get Rhea out of here, man. But if Io's not going to win the title, move her. You, you need somebody in Raw. Now the back, well, I think just uh, throw Rhea. You could do Rhea. Yeah, you're right. I would, I would, I would prefer Rhea to go up before uh, Io. Because there's a lot of cool matches that I think Io uh, can have uh, in NXT still. Even though I she kind of faced everybody. Uh, but like, her, I, I think she can like have some really cool matches with her as champion. But it's just like, when the hell does Charlotte lose? <laughs> Charlotte is getting her her uh, payback for losing all those big matches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Loomis Hive continues. Throw it up! Throw it up! Throw it up! 
Now, he did lose. We, uh... But... Amen. In this match with two of my favorite wrestlers <laughs> on NXT, um... Hey, man, I'm happy. <laughs> Roger Strong gets a win, and then Dexter Loomis looks, you know, he looks amazing at the post-match. Man, I'm happy as shit, baby. I love, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and my, my uh, I, I tweeted it before we uh, started recording here, but, like, Dexter Loomis wins. I, I mean, loses, right? And then he goes to choke out uh, Roger Strong, Bobby Fish, and uh, Adam Cole are kicking at him, but he doesn't let go. He doesn't flinch. He's no selling all of it, and he's just choking the shit out of Roddy. I thought that was fire, and I think he no sells way better than the Fiend does. Yes, way yeah, he does. I'm um, hey amen. They. I'm glad they're pulling the trigger this hard on uh, Dexter Loomis because uh, at first it was just like, oh, it's a little weird. But I always thought he was cool when he like came out with like kind of like uh, the butcher apron. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was really cool. But uh, now uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad they're all in it now. How did you feel about Velveteen Dream coming to make the save? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Adam Cole is going to... Uh, apparently having a negotiation next week uh, to address Velveteen Dream. Do you think that this is a write-off mm-hmm. due to possible transgressions? Um, I, I saw Justin bring that up on Twitter, but I'm not sure. I will say, please don't yell at me or yell at the uh, <laughs> to tell uh, whatever you're listening to this on. But I thought what Dream did to call was really cool. But if they do start to write him off, I think this will be a good way to do so. Like have like talk to Regal, um, probably possibly have one more match with like a stipulation of some sort. Adam Cole beats the dog shit out of him, and then you know, uh, Dexter Loomis comes and helps in some shape or form, and then you know Adam Cole, you know uh, Loomis and uh, Loomis and Cole. I feel at this point now that Velveteen is uh, like a transitional opponent, <laughs> like. Uh, Honestly, every opponent is transitional, but uh, I think uh, they're going to really wrap this shit up for uh, Dream here. Bro, I'm just wondering what the hell are they going to do with Adam Cole and how are they going to get the title off? Who's going to beat him? Yeah. Well, uh, Finn and, and uh, yeah. Priest got to do their thing. Yeah, they, they got to get busy, but I don't, I'm like... I, I heard what the plans were before, you know... Uh, the dream stuff came out and it sounded great, but now I just feel like they're going to like course correct in some shape or form. And then, uh, I do think Balor is going to take it at some point. I guess it'd just be a dream at this point. Yeah. It's, uh, no, no recollection of, uh, DMing people, you know, uh, Alleged, well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, alleged. Uh, we still don't know. Whatever the, fuck is, whatever the fuck is going on with that investigation. And I know people are just like, you know, WWE has, you know, continued to work with Lawler. Um, Vince did this, this, and that. But, like, still, I'm just going to say that, you know, Velveteen definitely should be 
reprimanded if for anything that uh, anything that you know that comes out. Absolutely. If it comes out to be true, you gotta you gotta cut them. <laughs> and and honestly, if they don't or you know address this or any shape and form, that is always going to be in the back of people's minds, mm-hmm. and it's always going to add like bad ill will. And I do think if the dream gets fired, I don't think anybody's still, uh, anybody's really going to be happy until you know they get at uh, they get at Lawler as well. <laughs> well, it's not it's not something that you could just be like. All right, we'll wait for people not to think about this, and then we'll just sweep this under a rug. You gotta address it. You gotta, yeah. you gotta come out and be forthcoming about it. You just can't be like, "All right, we'll keep Dream off for a couple of weeks. Maybe they'll forget about it, and then just keep." And now you can't do that. Now, now, yeah, something as serious as this. I, I like Dream was too much of a star player when the allegations came out, and he's a big player in NXT now. So you can't just sit him at home and make him a jobber like Patrick Clark was and then act like everything is going to be straight, you know? I don't think just being a jobber again is a big enough punishment for, you know, what he allegedly did. Yeah. Uh, are we Blackheart Ben. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> ben that baby. <laughs> um, you find a tank? An actual who... Tank? Who... Who locked down the tank, man? Who locked down the tank? I, I don't <laughs> know, especially in these times, she found the tank. She found a tank to drive. Uh, and then uh, just talking about the promo, I thought it, uh, I thought her line delivery is very, like, over-the-top and funny. Like, other people might not like that, but uh, it's... It's, it's stuff that I've seen before on her Instagram when she would, like, you know, do promos uh, for the indie oh, matches that she has. Yeah. yeah, like, she's very, like, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's a cool delivery. Uh, I don't hate it too much. Like, she's not, like, talking too seriously about it, you know. She's uh, she's the punk rock girl, and it's a cool shirt. She's dope. I think she's next up. I really do. Yeah, uh, we just they just have to figure out what the hell they want to do. Uh, they're going to do with her because I don't I don't see her really rising up into the, to the top till Charlotte's gone. Yeah, and I don't actually I don't see that for a lot of women. Honestly, I don't see a lot for these women until Charlotte's gone. It's a Charlotte Longjane, holy shit! Um, yeah, Carry On Cross and. Tommaso Ciampa, I am looking forward to this match the most, probably. Other than, like, uh, Gargano Lee, they're going to throw down. Carrion mm-hmm. Cross and, and Ciampa are going to kill each other at TakeOver in your house. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to Keith Lee working with a much smaller opponent. I've said that before, uh, so I won't go too much about that again. Carrion uh, Cross and Ciampa, that's Excuse me. Uh, that should be something. Uh, I don't really know what to expect. We're gonna get we're gonna get Psycho Chomper, I think we're gonna get him back again. Uh, do you think? I, that, okay, so like, quick question: Do you think Mia and Candice is gonna happen on NXT TV or NXT Takeover? Um, I think it would be. Uh, well, do Takeovers still do pre-show shit? They might. They might. Cause that's a uh, no no disrespect to the ladies out there, man. But that's a uh, that's a pre-show match, man. I'm not uh, like I did like the I did like the Mia Yim match with Charlotte, but I'm not like 
I'm not really convinced on uh, Mia Yim, uh, and I'm not really convinced with uh, Candice LeRae either, because all she did was beat uh, the American Ninja woman. Sorry, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, Casey. Casey. Casey Kanzara. Uh, yeah, Casey Kanzara. Uh So these two. Like, Mia has a definitive loss, and then, you know, she has to bounce back, and then Candace hasn't really beat anybody of note. Yeah. So, it's just, like, what's really, like, I can't I can't possibly be excited for this match when, you know, no disrespect to uh, Santana Garrett, but, like, being Santana Garrett is not gonna make me be like, oh, shit, Mia Yim is, like, you know, she's really gaining momentum, you know? I thought Santana Garrett was gonna be a little bit bigger thing than she is now. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> she ain't. I mean, after after that match with uh, Tanara, that definitely uh, fucked up her star, uh, her stock a bit. Tanara wants to go to Japan and wrestle, man. She wants to go. Over to hey, Japan man. Uh, like with Bea and you know. Like, I, I I don't I don't I don't know uh, what shows she wants to wrestle for in Japan, but uh, do your thing, man. Maybe Ice Ribbon. Shit, is Ice Ribbon having shows? <laughs> is Russell One having shows? Cause Stardom ain't having shows. New Japan ain't having shows. Uh, you you want to go wrestle uh, Amy Sakura in her home promotion? I forgot the name of it. Uh, G Move. Uh, you you want to go in DDT? Like w- w- you you can't just say I want to wrestle in Japan. Like that shit's active right now. You know, like you could just go travel internationally. Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher are getting down in a cage match. Bloodsport. Let's fucking go, baby. Exactly we're here. I thought. I thought of you. We're fucking like, right, here. We're finally getting no pinfalls. <laughs> no pinfalls, baby. Knockout or submission. And I need to see somebody get knocked the fuck out. I mean, it works well because they both have MMA backgrounds. I'm with it. Uh, duh. <laughs> Before the like, let's keep it real. I lo- like I love Bloodsport. I did the Spot Colors episode with uh, about it with uh, Robbie and like this match. Before the bell even rings, this match is already seven stars for me. <laughs> they gotta have. A- I'm with it, man. I'm not even. It can't be one of those like cage matches like uh, around the. It has to be an actual octagon type cage match. Like, <laughs> it, can't, it can't be like blue people bars. Say, you could climb. People out. say bring back the lion den. Yeah. Shit, let's let's get it cracking. <laughs> if you're gonna really sell this as a cage match, like listen, you guys do UFC stuff. Call up Dana White. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> one and just have them go. Well, I, I mean Dana White and uh, Matt Riddle hate well, it. But well, oh yeah, that too. But Marlon Ronaldo calls Bellator, so you know we already got some uh, like an MMA uh, commentator going on here. Uh, hey man, this match is already seven stars. If somebody gets knocked out, it gets bumped up to twelve. So that's all I gotta say. Yeah, you gotta do submissions and you gotta do tap outs and knockouts. You can't do like pinfall. Uh, nah, man, let's go all yeah. the way. If you're gonna do stuff like mm-hmm. for. This is kind of like brawl for all. Ain't <laughs> hey, no, hey, somebody got to get knocked the fuck out, man. And my thing is like my problem with like Bloodsport, uh, with the Josh Barnett's rendition of Bloodsport is that a lot of dudes go for submissions there, 
like nobody's really aiming for a knockout versus the first Matt Riddle blood sport where people were like beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> uh, so I need to see, I, I need to see a knockout in there. Final thing before we go, of course we got the cruiserweight tournament. There's a three way tie. So it's Drake, Kushida and Jake Atlas. They will all fight. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I thought that Drake, uh, beat Kushida that way. Um, they will all fight the triple threat to see who goes against El Hijo de Fantasma for uh, the right to get the interim NXT Cruiserweight title. Um, listen, I, I pegged Drake, Drake to win this whole thing uh, beforehand just to continue the story of like he's fighting mm-hmm. for his job, he's fighting for his life. And I, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, Kishida should be winning. Yes, I was one of them. <laughs> Uh, I I will say like I just think the story of Drake Maverick thing is really like that kind of just overweighs how good like like Kashida's a fantastic wrestler, but that story that Drake Maverick has just like kind of like triumphs over that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I guess, but like Kashida should not just be you know relegated to the uh, like. We could see him go for a North American. We can still see him go for the Cruiserweight Championship because he's just that damn good. You know, this isn't this isn't the end for Kushida. So I would I would just relax. Kushida versus Johnny Gargano or Kushida even versus Keith Lee. Yeah, honestly, I would prefer that rather than uh, you know this Cruiserweight shit. Yeah, I think that that's why. Like, think of like Kushida's last match in New Japan. He wanted to fight Tanahashi. He got that. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. wants. He obviously moved to NXT so he can have more of those matches. So, like, have him go against Dom, uh, even though Dom should be on Raw SmackDown yeah. somewhere. Uh, yeah, at this point, he's been beaten down to the damn floor. Uh, have him go against bigger guys. Mm-hmm. Don't relegate him. He, he's more talented to be in just to, like, you know, one of like, two no, like, no disrespect to the Cruiserweight division. There's a lot of good wrestlers there. But, like... Like you said, like Kushida wanted to face heavyweights in New Japan, and then they wouldn't give it to him, so he left. And I feel like we should be get like give him these bigger guys, like give him Keith Lee, give him uh, Damian Priest, uh, Roderick Strong, or you know people that no, just don't really classify no, as cruiserweights. Roderick Strong and Kushida would be match of the year. Okay. Yeah. Be like, think about that. Just the it would be an amazing match. match. Give it to me. Give that. Yeah. Me. So it's, it's it's a pseudo blessing and a curse. Like, oh, Kushida's not a champion. But then again, it's just like I want to see I, I want to see Kushida face uh, bigger guys. Like, if he wins, then we only see him face cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. That stinks. Yeah, <laughs> but if he loses, yeah. And then if he loses, we get to see him possibly face bigger guys. And I would prefer him to lose and then face bigger guys. Let Drake win, man. Let him win. Just let him win it. Let him get his job back. Fuck it. Yeah. Let him win. WWE would be green as shit if he lost. <laughs> if, they don't, if they don't give him that fairy tale ending, oh, I'm sick. They lose, he loses the three ways. Like, well, you know. It is. Cause it's like it's a very good sob story. Like this is the the like the, this is the American Idol shit. Like you know, everybody's just a singer, and then like you know, at the finals, hey man, my mom died. Uh, this and that, you know, vote for me. Bro, you know, be, I lost my job, so let's get bro, it cracking. They would be like, you know, 
All right, uh, he loses the triple threat, and they were like, "All right, sir, well, um, we need that locker space. So uh, if you want to, <laughs> we'll go ahead and clean that out." Like, just imagine the image of him losing, and he's just fucking—he's bawling because he's now he's like fired. <laughs> yeah, like, they, come on, man. No, they'll be like, "Well, listen, trust me, we totally understand, but we really need that locker." <laughs> <laughs> We really need the locker. Oh, like, so if you want to get that out, you know the latest we if, need it, it is by the by the morning. So, yeah, I, if he doesn't win, I like WWE is already like fucked up for like firing him and then having him continue to work uh, in this shit and then using his fucking crying pro, uh, Twitter promo in a video package on TV. Like, <laughs> I think. It would be criminal if he lost. I'm just going to throw that out. It's going to be criminal. I would be mad. I would be mad because, one, I geared myself up from, like, all right, Drake is going to win. This is going to be a hell of a comeback story. He's going to, like, oh, my yeah. God, like, tears. Like, I did it. I fought for my job back. For him to even not even get into the finals would be <laughs> <laughs> Is it, like that's fucked up to think about. So yeah, man, Drake Maverick got to win this whole thing, and man. Tomorrow we'll probably say something about him getting fired on his day off. Like it was just like you know, like, oh, a Friday reference. <laughs> Today was not a good day as he gets fired on his day off. Bro, like all a, right, man. We got a Morrow Little Richard reference in this episode. Dog, I heard it and I was just like, huh? My man, he, he listen. Morrow's got to get a shit in. Morrow's like, well, he was getting a lot of Wu Tang references uh, during the Mia Yim shit, and I was just like, all right, relax, man. <laughs> Protect your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah I, I get it, man. This just... man's insane. I miss Nigel, man. But uh, that's all right. That's uh, that's NXT, right? Yeah, Anything else happen? No, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, before we get out of here, is there anything you want to say about Double or Nothing Two? Um, Double or Nothing Two. I will be live tweeting. Join along. Uh, you know, I'm also going to live tweet it's, too. I'm, I'm gonna it's it's going to be a weird ass show, but we're going to light up to endure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna live tweet it. Uh, with, say your Twitter handle. Uh, H underscore visibility. Uh, it should just pop up as Cyrus. It's a picture of a uh, young thug in a wheelchair eating Shake Shack. Uh, I didn't make it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I'll be talking, uh, I'll be talking about Double or Nothing, man. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a weird show. <laughs> my, uh, my Twitter handle is Marjani Rawls, and you R-J-A-N-I-R-A-W-L-S. You know what? I'm also gonna, fuck it, I'll, I'll live tweet it too. <laughs> uh, as always, you can follow us at RT Radio Live on Twitter, Instagram, follow mm-hmm. us on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We got a ton of stuff uh, this week for your quarantine. Yep. New Chatter with Nelson. You talked with Sabrina. That was a really good talk. Uh, the final episode of the, where the uh, RSBM boys talk about the last dance of the last two episodes that just came out. Uh, new first responders. They talk about the Veru's battle between Nelly and Ludacris. Hopefully, Nelly fixed his Wi Fi. And they also talk about Future's High Off Life and review that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the new episode of the Mount Silver podcast, new episode of It's Challenge, new episode of 
the RNC radio with. <coughs> oh, you know what? Skip that. We got a new show. Got ugly radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, we got. Go listen to that new Ugly Radio, the season two premiere right there. It's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I have to check it out. It just came out today. I woke up fairly late today, yeah. so I didn't get to listen to it. Rob is also um, on um, the A-Show, A-Show this week. As well. mm-hmm. And then uh, it's it's spelt backwards. The Snyder Cut is coming uh, for HBO Max, and we have a new episode of The Black Variant um, talking about it, which is I've never seen Justice League. So, uh, I know, might I, check I, it out. Fuck well, it. <laughs> if you, if you just need some time to kill or some laughs, uh, just watch. <laughs> like uh, uh, I never seen Justice League. Uh, everybody's talking about the Snyder Cut, and it's just like somebody brought up the question: like, what if the Snyder Cut comes out and the movie still sucks? Uh, that's gonna be fun. So, <laughs> I might check it out someday. Um, Spawn Callers will be coming out this weekend, and then there'll be a special talk about. Final Fantasy between me and J5 coming uh, probably within the weeks. Like, probably, like, check in, like, two weeks. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about more than just remake. Oh, nice. Okay. So, like, the original mm-hmm. game and stuff, too. Uh, I, I think that's going to come up in the remake discussion anyway. Uh, he's been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XII. Nice. Uh, we're probably that, that. I've been playing a lot of Six, which I finished. Um, and then remake, I'm going to go back and play the original. It, it's going to be a nice, fun talk. Got a new uh, episode of the Lookout Meals uh, talking about My Hero Academia. We also have a new episode of the Big Eyes podcast with Jamal and Niels. News where we talk about Demon Slayer. There's uh, something for everybody. Oh, not to also to mention, uh, Chatted with Nelson also has Rob on that too. It is a Rob. Mm-hmm. On yeah, uh, the, the, mo- the month of Rob. Uh, yeah, man, I, I think a uh, good. Uh, 